introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. All right, we are back. Took a little bit of time off for uh, the Masters. You know, Game of Thrones came up in here. Messed up our recording schedule just a little bit. Probably should have known better than to plan on recording on Master Sunday and Game of Thrones premiere day anyway. So we are back on track and wide receiver one. Miles Gorham is back in here to give us that draft analysis that everyone loves oh so much. Miles, my man, how you doing? How you been? Good, man. Uh, just uh, glad we got to watch Game of Thrones last night in peace. It was a, <laughs> it was a great episode. And I think I think some of my favorite parts are the is how the timeline is after Game of Thrones. It really it, is. All it the really memes, is. all the gifts and everything is it was comedy. Like I know in our, in our group chat, we were, we were all going back and forth <laughs> with our favorite ones. And it's just funny. Like I was staying up all night, just like not all night, but just, you know, staying up watching and looking, looking at the timeline, just seeing what I can find. It was yeah, that, times like that is when like the internet is actually at its best. Like Reddit and Twitter were on fire last yeah, night and it was definitely. hilarious. Like it just felt like everyone came together just to make one another laugh after that episode <laughs> and it was good times. And so we made the right decision to uh, to not record, but we're back, back at it. And uh, yeah, I figure we have you in here. You know, as I say, we generally have you come talk about the skill position players and uh, we're going to talk about something a little bit different, a, pl- a position that has been... I guess mocked a little bit more than one might expect in the earlier rounds for the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, and we're going to talk tight end. So tight end is one of those positions that I feel like it's really difficult for us to really get locked in on, and I think it's really difficult for the NFL as well to really get locked in on you know what they're looking for, who are going to be the best tight ends, because the best tight ends in the league seem to be really just drafted all over the place. Uh, guys you think when you look at their profile should go early, go late. Some other guys go earlier than you'd expect. And so, Miles, I guess from your perspective, when you are looking at this position, what are you looking at when you watch film? And and how are you determining who you want your team to pick up at the tight end position? Yeah, I mean, obviously for me, the the biggest thing I'm really looking for, it's, it's got to be the uh, the receiving ability. I mean, blocking is important. I, I I think you should factor that in just in some equation. It's not like like a receiver where I don't care how my, how good of a, a blocker my receiver is. I mean, that's not what he's getting paid to do. Um, I'm not saying all, all tight ends are, you know, there, there are plenty of tight ends in the NFL right now that are, that are high end tight ends that aren't really good at blocking. I just think it's about more of a willingness. I just want to, I want my tight end to be willing to block just because you'd like to be able to put them in line if you have to at times, just, just for various formations and stuff, just to, just to switch up what the, you know, make the defense guess and kind of get the defense on their toes a little bit more. If you can do that with a tight end that with a guy you can put in in line, I, I just think that's a little bit more um, provides a little bit more uh, value and a little bit more uh, creativity in your offense. But um, it's it's really for me, the, the route running and the ability to 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 create for themselves uh, after the catch. And, you know, a lot of the similar things you look for in a receiver, you know, you want your you want a, a mismatch guy. You want somebody that can. Uh, you know, go up above the rim and go get the ball. You know, I know the former basketball players are um, are are really one are some of those guys that that uh, teams really value because they know those are the guys that they know to box out, they know to use their bodies and their positioning extremely well. Um, and that kind of athleticism it just translates really well to the tight end position. Um, you know, big, tall, um, bigger, tall, or taller guys. You know, um, are usually the ones that you 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 see doing that, but. 
I've seen we've seen a lot more like tweeners nowadays. You know, the Evan Ingrams of the world. Um, Jordan Reed kind of started that a little bit of, as of late. Um, those guys that are like they're not quite as your prototypical six four, six five, two hundred and fifty five, two hundred sixty pound tight end. That's like a a mauler in the in the run game. They're more of these guys that are kind of that in between of a tight end and a receiver, but they run like a receivers. Um, so there there's a, a there's a variation of, of of a different type of tight end. But like I said, what I'm looking for is is that guy that um, that can create. They can they can run good routes. They they position their body extremely well. They can go up and attack and get the ball with their hands, um, and and just has some ability to block in some capacity. Oh, blocking! We can never escape it. <laughs> we can never, we never I ever mean, escape it. But you know, it is it a plays point. a role. It plays a role. So I understand. I understand why it's something that we have to look at. And uh, yeah, as I said, this is one of the first years in, in a while that you've actually heard some rumblings, some rumors that the Vikings are really actually interested in taking a uh, a tight end before you know the the last day of the draft. And you know, as someone who's kind of looked at this a little bit from an analytical perspective, having a great tight end is almost a cheat code on offense. You know, you have a great tight end; it really opens up so much for your offense. It makes your quarterback uh, play generally more efficiently than they, they they do without a great tight end, just because of the mismatches that you called out there. So, uh, if we're looking to go and have the Vikings do this the way I think they should do it, if they're going to attack the position, who are the the players that you like on the first day of the draft at the tight end position? Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about this group as a whole first, and then I'll get into the day, the um, the rounds, and everything like that. But I, as a whole, I think this tight end class is a good is a good deep class. Um, it's top heavy, though. I I say I think I think you get into day one and day two. Um, I think there's a lot of really good talent there. Um, but I think once you start getting out of that that day two, two range, there's not going to be as many guys that I think will have an impact. I think there are some some talented players, some talented tight ends on day three, but. I don't think it's like years past where you could get into rounds four, five, and six, and you know, may potentially come away with a a guy that can contribute. Um, there are some guys in that, but I don't think I think some of the day three guys with the athletics up upside. There really isn't. There aren't too many of those guys in this class for me. Um, but but like to your point, so starting on day one, to me, there are really only two two tight ends in this class that are that are day one prospects for me. Um, it's the two Iowa tight ends, their teammates, you know, Noah Fan and T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, both guys are uh, extremely athletic, willing blockers. I mean, Hawkinson's a little bit more of that um, that guy that's a mauler in the run game. He he's he's more of that was asked more of that to be that inline tight end. Well, Noah Fant was kind of asked to be that Joker tight end, which I mean, you love that too. I mean, I I don't think you would go wrong with either guy. I just think it's more of a it depends on a team's preference of what they're looking for out of their tight end. Um, so for me. Um, I really, I don't think you could go wrong with either one. Both guys can do a lot of things. I think if you're looking for that overall true athletic freak, that's Noah Fant. I mean, he's 6'4", 250, ran a four five flat. Um, his three cone was six eight one, which is pretty crazy for a guy his size. Uh, jumped almost forty inch vertical, um, and his bench press was was all right. Uh, 20, 20 reps at two twenty five, and then um, one thing that. Um, He's he's a willing blocker on tape too, which is which is helpful. Like I said before, I just want a guy that's a willing blocker that doesn't have. He's not forced to not to be a guy that you don't care about in line or that's a that's a, a liability in blocking. So um, I appreciate the fact that he is a a willing blocker and, and he's not he's not bad at it. Uh, then there's T.J. Hawkinson, you know, six five two fifty, 
ran a four seven, which um, I think I think some people expected a little bit more um, from him in that capacity. But I don't think it's a it's a bad thing. Um, I think a four seven is just fine for him. Um, he's more of that he's more of that guy that has he's got build up speed, um, his speed a little bit. He does a little bit better in that long speed than he does um, in that short area. But he's still explosive. I mean, he jumped thirty seven and a half for a vert. Um, ran basically a seven flat three cone. Uh, didn't bench as as well. I'm only a 17 on the uh, at 225 at, at at the combine, but his tape is is extremely fun. He's kind of that that do it all guy. He's that inline, you know, the the Jason Witten types. The um, I will, I you could say Zach Ertz in some capacity. I don't know if he's quite as athletic as Zach Ertz, but um, that's the kind of guy he is. Um, and I think that's the kind of guy that he'd be used at the next level, which I don't think anybody would complain about. That's the that's the kind of tight end you'd you'd love to have on your team. Um, so yeah, like I said, those are my top two guys for day one. Love it, love it, love it. And uh, I guess those are your top two. And you kind of talked about them, you know, as a group, kind of together, flowing from one to the other. If you had to pick for your team, which one are you going with? Which one? Because it seems like personal preference. Some guys like the athleticism. Some guys like the all around game. Which one are you going for if you're picking for the Vikings? For the Vikings, I think it's it's no offense. I just say that because. They have guys on the team that can stay in line and block while allowing Noah Fant to be that joker tight end that can move around and do a little bit of everything, kind of like that Jordan Reed uh, Jordan Reed did and uh, does in Washington. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, so like you said, it's a, it's a top-heavy type of draft. First couple of days are good here. So we got number one. You got you gave us two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what, what do we got going on on day two here? Who are you looking at? Yeah, day two. So I'll start. Um, he's a guy – His he, he's – lacks quite a bit of production um from from a from a guy you'd like to from you know a, a day two pick or a an early contributor but i think a lot of factors played into into why he didn't contribute as much as you'd like but dawson knox is one of those guys that i do like i think i think his um he shows quite a bit of athleticism on uh, on tape which is a good thing um his he didn't he wasn't able to t- uh, run or he didn't run a 40 at the combine but as pro day i think he ran in the four sixes if i'm not mistaken um jumped you know 35 inch vertical like 6'4 250 so um he checked some of those boxes that i'm sure a lot of teams you know look for um like i said a little bit of a limited production um uh, but he's he's worked his way up as a blocker um uh, from from early on in his career uh, but he's an athletic guy that i think um that that can play above the rim and kind of be that red zone target even though he was never given that opportunity in college but i i believe he has the skill set to do it um, it's just about seeing the traits and making sure that that's something you believe he can do at the next level um, from not being able to, from not seeing it on, on tape in college. But he's a guy that I believe will be a day two pick and a guy that I think is, I'd have no problem taking, you know, in the top, you know, 75 picks or whatever. So um, I, I, I like him a lot from Ole Miss. Wow. Big play tight end with a very limited production. I think, I, I feel like saying limited production might be putting it a little lightly there, but it uh, is because he really didn't do a lot. <laughs> it is. I mean, you're you're really hoping for you're you're really hoping for development, kind of like a like uh, he doesn't even have that much production, but like a George Kittle. Um, you're kind of hoping you know you can develop him and get some of those those athletic traits out of him to be more than what he was in college. Okay, well, who who else we got? We got anyone who uh, with, with some production? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I could talk about I could talk about your guy, Kahal Warring. Oh yeah, um, let's do that. Let's talk so about that. San Diego State, Kahale Waring. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah, 
Jason, you, you know, you don't, you don't even know, even when I'm I talking know. to you about him. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And if you're saying it wrong, I'm sure somebody will let you know on Twitter tomorrow. I'm definitely sure somebody will say it wrong. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say he had like his his production was you know out of this world, but um, I mean, he was a guy that that did definitely did a lot more than uh, Dotson Knox did, which is not trying to you know not trying to knock him for that. But uh, Kale Warren from San Diego State, so um, he had, he tested athletically off the charts. Um, one of the top guys at the combine. Um, you know, he started. He he got to play early on too, so I think that was a big a big thing for him. He got to contribute early on. Um, I know you like to use player profile a lot, Jason. So like, you know, his college dominator is a nineteen percent. So like in the sixty sixty percent tile range, which is really good. Breakout age of you know twenty, which is really good. You like to see that. Um, and then his spark score and his athletic testing were off the charts. He ran a four six seven forty. Um, uh, did really well in the agility, um, jumped extremely well. So you, you got to see a lot of that athleticism from a guy that's 6'5", 250. Uh, arms aren't the longest, but, I mean, whatever. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it because of everything else that he's got going on for him. But um, he's a guy that he's kind of more of that, to me, he, his blocking needs some work, but he's a guy that you use as that athletic mismatch, as that guy that you run down the seam um, on post post and corner routes or, or, or deep uh, crossing routes. So I like a Hale Warring. Um, he'd be another guy on day two that I think could, could be a good fit for a lot of teams. Oh, my. And uh, I, I know I'm, you I'm, like him a lot. I'm, I'm noticing the absence of, of a name that I that I have heard floated around a lot. Uh, what's, what's up with Irv? Is, is, is he, a, is he a, a day two guy for you? Or? Yes, yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Irv's, a, Irv's a, t- a day two guy for me. He... I think what surprised me the most about Irv Smith from Alabama is his testing. It, I think it was like he ran a good forty, but ever, other than that, there really wasn't too much to be desired. Uh, he's came in at six two two forty, ran a four six three forty, which you like to see. So there's that straight line speed, and you definitely see that on tape when you watch Irv. He's got that straight line speed and that playmaking ability to make guys miss um, in the open field. But his three cone and his vertical weren't were not anything to be to ride home about he his three cone was a seven three two which you know not <laughs> not very good uh and then his vert was a thirty two and a half which you'd you'd like to see at least a thirty five plus from from tight end so i'm not that's kind of a little bit worrisome in that aspect of it but he's that joker he's that guy that to me he's a jordan reed type where you you kind of keep him flexed out he but the nice part about him though is he's that guy you, and, and at Alabama, there's not. I don't really think they're going to allow you to, to see the field if you're not going to be a blocker. So um, he's a good blocker. He's a good inline blocker as well. He's just not very big. So where I worry is him getting um, not manhandled, but getting um, bullied a little bit against some of these bigger, faster, stronger DNs in the NFL at the NFL level. So that's a little bit of my worry for him. But if you're going to use him as more of that Jordan Reed style. Um, Travis Kelsey type of rece- you know receiver receiving tight end or Evan Ingram or whatever that is, I'd have no issue with that at all. Um, I just don't know if I'd take him before, you know, pick sixty maybe pick fifty to sixty, and I think okay. the Vikings range in in round two would have no problem with that. But um, he's not just not a guy for me that I'd take on day one. It makes sense. Makes sense. All right, so round that rounds out day two for us here. Oh, it doesn't. Oh man, we got more. I got more. Like I oh, said, man, the, we got more. Okay, day two is where Miles is putting the, in the work. Day, Let's go. Day two is the that's the that's the if you're not get if you're not getting Fant or Hawkinson 
and you need a tight end, you be, you you better make sure you're you're going to day two. Um, I know you know my guys, uh, Josh Oliver from San Jose State, um, big physical, um, does need a lot of work in the run game and in and and in uh, blocking. But I mean, I don't really like you said. Who cares? <laughs> Use him the way he should be used. Uh, he's six five, two fifty. Ran a four six three forty. Um, he only jumped thirty four, but I mean, he's got long arms. He's got really big hands. His hands are like over like ten and a half inches or something like that. Some crazy. Um, ten and a fourth, I think it was that he ended up measuring in at bench twenty two, uh, two twenty five at uh, twenty two times. But he's a guy that I think he can be that. You know, he can he can line up inside in line um, and stretch the seam. And I think. I think for a team like the Minnesota Vikings who need a guy that can stretch that seam, Josh Oliver is that perfect guy because he catches the ball away from his body. Um, he, contor- he, he can contort and kind of out-rebound guys for the ball. Um, has really good body positioning. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy for me that I really like. Um, I don't think he'll go before day three, or not day three, round three, but I'd have no issue with taking him on in, in round three at, at any, by any means. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I'm 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 coming around on your man Oliver a little bit, so I, I, you know, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. We got more. Yeah, um, at least one more right now. Um, for me, Jay Sternberger from Texas A&M. He's a guy that I I like. I think originally when I first were starting to look into the tight ends for this season, outside of the Fant Hawkinson, uh, he was the guy for me. He was that guy that I was like, I would I'd pound the table for him, and I still would. I think he's really good. Um, he came in at six four two fifty. Uh, he didn't test as well as I, I expected him to. His tape, his tape was really good. Like he showed a lot of athleticism. He showed a lot of ability to break away with break, breakaway speed and agility and and making guys miss. Um, but he only tested. He only he ran a four seven five, and he only jumped a thirty one and a half inch vertical. So some of those things that that on tape you see some of that athleticism that shows up. It didn't show up in his testing. So that it was kind of it kind of made me. Um, little bit skeptical of how I feel like it could translate, but at least on tape, I, you know, it, it shows that he has the ability there. It's, it's there. Um, he does need work in blocking. Um, he, he wasn't asked to do it a lot at Texas A&M just because of their system. But, um, I think he's a guy that, that has the ability to do it and the willingness. Um, but I like him a lot and I really wouldn't be surprised if he was a top 50 pick. If he, it would not surprise me if he was the third tight end taken up, taken in the in the draft this year. Yeah, that's crazy. When you look at the uh, the production profile, you would think like, especially like, you know, high yards per reception, right. you know, great dominator rating, and then you look at the athleticism, it just doesn't seem to fit. So yeah, that could. I guess maybe he'd be a value pick for someone if someone or people start to overvalue that testing a little bit. You might be able to get him on day three or something like that. So uh, oh, if he falls I mean, sorry, day, day three, two, yeah. sorry, round yeah. three, yeah, day yeah, two. And uh, yeah. Okay. So bring us home. I know you don't like the back end of this draft all that much, but who you got on day three, if you're taking a flyer on a tight end as the Vikings have been known to do (laughs) as they've been known to do. Yeah. uh, I guess who should they be looking at on day three? Yeah. For me, I think Dax Raymond is one of those guys that um, from Utah state, he's one of those guys that I feel like you, you could take a chance on on day three and you might, you might come away with a guy that's a, that's a starter. Uh, he's 6'5", 255, ran a 4.73. Uh, three cone was was okay, seven uh, 7.15, uh, 32-inch vertical. But his tape was fun. I, I actually kind of liked his tape quite a bit. He showed a lot of athleticism. He w- really was one of the only weapons on that offense. But but he he could do a little bit of everything, and he can go get the ball. 
Um, I think I think he his his blocking is to be desired, but I think that's the, like there's an ability there. Um, but I think I think there's some there's some high, there's some upside there that I think you know if if you start him off as a, a tight end two or three, I think you might be able to to get some return on that on if you if you were to take him in like round four or five. Okay, okay. What else you got, man? Yeah, um, I know Trevin Wesco. Um, I, he, he's the like the biggest tight end in the draft class, but he's not unathletic. Six three two sixty seven ran a four eight nine, so nothing like too crazy in terms of what you'd like from your tight end. But um, he's he's a mauler in the in the in the run game and blocking. I mean, he's that he's that that tight end that you know that's gonna that's gonna hold his own. Um, but at the same time, he didn't te- like he his three cone was a seven one eight. That's pretty good for a guy his size. Um, he shows it on tape too. He didn't get as many opportunities as you'd probably like to see from a tight end in a, in a pass happy offense. But um, I mean, they had some other guys out there too in West Virginia that um, that took away some of those that that production from him. But he he's an athletic guy. I mean, don't let his size fool you. He's one of those guys that uh, you hate that word that sneaky fast, you know, sneaky athletic. But like that's kind of what he is because you look at him and. He looks like a bowling ball in in some ways. Like he looks kind of like an H back too, um, but he he's an inline tight end that I think you know a, a team like New England you could I could see New England just getting the most out of that guy and you just you wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, he's a guy that um, I think could turn into a, a contributor. He could be like a, a tight end too for a team. Okay, um, feel, that feels like a made about Trevin Wesco feels like a made up name. It kind of does, right? Feels like a made-up name. Like someone's created, <laughs> someone's created player. But I'm sorry, I'm just, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you three more. So Foster Moreau from LSU. Um, he so he did test athletically well. He'd be one of those high upside athletic guys that I'd take on day three. I don't see him going on day two. I just think that there's just too much talent there to be had on day two. Be you know before you take a chance on a guy like Foster Moreau. But um, six four two fifty ran a four six six. Jumped 36 and a half, and he had a 22, 22 on the bench, on uh, 225 on the bench. So um, he can do a little bit of everything. I'm just not sure how high his upside is. Um, really good, like I said, really good in the run game and, and a blocking. Um, there is some of that upside, athletic upside, but I don't know if I see him being more anything more than a tight end too. But but I do li- I do like some of the ability he has. Uh, let's see here. Next guy would be. Donald Parham, he was I know he was at the the senior bowl, but he ended up getting hurt. But his he's he's just an athletic freak. He didn't get the test of the combine either, but you know, you see that that athleticism. He's super lengthy lanky though. He's that he's that he's literally that like don't put him in line type of tight end because you know he's not gonna be able to hold his own against a a, a defensive end at the NFL level. But he's that guy that you could put in the be a like a big slot slot receiver. And let him work the middle of the field and um, be a mismatch against linebackers and safety. So I like some of that up, uh, that athletic upside. Um, and then the last two for me, uh, well, there's actually there's there's a lot of names. Drew Sample from Washington. He's a guy that I I kind of like his upside. I like his athletic ability. Didn't test the greatest, but I think I think there's some upside there. Who uh, in a, in another pass happy offense, um, I thought he did a little bit of everything for Washington especially even with the uh the weapons they had around around him and with a terrible quarterback um um I do like um some of the things he can do and he does a really good job of recognizing coverages um Alize Mack from Notre Dame is another guy that I think he's got some of the high upside athletic upside um 
Caleb Wilson from UCLA, uh, another guy. He's got straight line speed, but he's not really um, – there's not really too much else to his game, in my opinion. Uh, Tommy Sweeney from Boston College, he's a little bit of a do-everything tight end, but um, with limited athleticism. And then Caden Smith, um, he really is a guy for me that I think teams are probably going to draft a little higher than I'd probably take him. Um, but he's he's that – I'm not even trying to say this in a negative way, but he's kind of got that Kyle Rudolph to his game. He's not a, he's not really very athletic in terms of um, athletic testing. Um, I think he ran in the four nines, uh, I think, but he's a similar size and has long arms. I think he's a former basketball player too, um, but he's a guy that, that does catch the ball away from his body extremely well, has really good hands, and he can go up and get the ball. But the, my biggest issue with him is, is really his separation ability and his route running. There really isn't much to be desi- desired there. So yeah, those those are all the names I kind of just rattled off pretty quickly there. But those would be a lot of the names that I think on day three there there are some opportunity there for guys that could be contributors. But overall, I think to me, if you're not taking a guy before day three, you're kind of making a mistake. If you're looking for if you're looking for high upside, in my opinion. So for someone who said he didn't really like the, uh, the last day <laughs> I know. Of, of tight ends I know. In, uh, in in this draft class, you certainly did give me a very extensive list. And, there there uh, are a lot of names. Maybe maybe I should have stretched that to like round four <laughs> <laughs> because there are there are there are a lot of names with with a lot of guys with with opportunities. And I think that if if put on the right team, right situation, there are some guys that could that could be some you know, contributors. I, I really would only say like to me, Dax Raymond, Drew Sample, uh, and, and maybe Foster Moreau have a chance to, to okay. be, to have some of that uh, opportunity at the next level. I mean, Foster Moreau's athletic profile is certainly intriguing. Yeah. And I, I think that's like the question as to, it's like the opposite of your man, Jay Sternberger, where, you know, got all the athleticism, but none of the production. And right. Sternberger's got all the production, but none of the athleticism. It <laughs> exactly. makes you wonder, like, what's going on here? Why don't those things match up? But uh, as always, Miles, you came through. You did your thing. You always end up going a little deeper down the rabbit hole than you <laughs> than you intend to when you get started. And I love it because you love this and uh, you can't help yourself. You really can't. I can't. I can't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes for good stuff here. But uh, I know you have a soccer game to get to. And, uh, yeah, you've given us more than enough. I need to go through and uh, look up some of these people whose names you, you, you said that I'd never heard before. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Listeners, we are back at it. Another episode coming at you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to us. Miles, thanks for coming on and recording. Score a couple goals. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> all right, man. Have a good one.